Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Top Stories, I am Andy Zaltzman. Today, on our rummage around the Bugle Archives for the top story from times gone by, we go back to June 2009, when Iran was giving the world a much-needed lesson in democracy. It was a shock victory that left myself and John Oliver reeling in issue 79 of the Bugle, entitled Iran's Theocracy, Letting God Decide the Election. Top story this week, give me an I, give me an R, give me an A, give me an N. Give me a country in complete chaos. What have you got? Iran! Woo! <laughs> well, Andy, was it ever in doubt? Perhaps we were guilty of being a little naive last week, implying that there was absolutely any chance of Ahmadinejad <laughs> losing that election. Of course there wasn't. He is never more powerful than when being comprehensively defeated by his opponent. <laughs> Iran's election results came in a surprising hour after the polls closed, <laughs> as apparently it only takes an hour to count the vote of 80% of the Iranian population of voting age. And the results came in a landslide, 11 million vote victory for the man in the really red corner. <laughs> what a win, Andy. Not so much a come-from-behind victory as a stay-behind victory. <laughs> Yeah, he surprisingly romped home with 63% of the vote. Since when, pre-vote favourite Musavi and his supporters, it has to be said from a neutral point of view, John, they've been really bad losers about it. Really bad. I mean, one of the most spectacular displays of refusing to congratulate your opponent on their victory. <laughs> when I was taught at school at the end of a match after you've lost, you shake hands, you say, well played, you buy your opponent a mug of cocoa and you get on with your life. Mm -hmm. You don't go marching in the streets, waving placards, chanting slogans and the demanding the overthrow of the government and that the will of the people be obeyed. That's just, that's how we were brought up in Britain. This is the beauty, though, Andy, of having a system which is part democracy, part theocracy. It just works great. <laughs> people got to vote. That was the democracy part. 80% turnout. Excellent. And then this is when the theocracy part kicks in. Sometimes God knows who you want to vote for better than you do. <laughs> so he swoops in and he tidies everything up. The illusion of choice with the security of being on God's side. Perfect. <laughs> of course, it's obviously quite a major reaction from uh, opposition supporters in Iran. But I think I've got to remember, John, it's only an election. These things come and go. I don't care... If he thinks it's an election that's as rigged as an 18th century ship that's just won a who's got the most masts, ropes, sails and spars competition. Oh, that is forced. <laughs> yep, thanks, mate. Is that a compliment? Well, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, you know, suspicions were aroused, weren't they, John? I guess when you blast to a surprisingly landslidic victory announcing the results in an unusual way with voting patterns that no-one had predicted that varied little from province to province, then start blocking the media and the internet, arresting opposition politicians and activists, violently suppressing protesters and perhaps most tellingly not really celebrating your victory, as you would expect someone who's just achieved a momentous win against the odds to celebrate. <laughs> I guess suspicions do arise. There's just a few little pointers there. Ahmadinejad did seem to disobey the fundamental rule of rigging an election. 
Keep it close. <laughs> now, he needed 50% to win, Andy. Obviously, you can't go 51%. That just looks too suspicious. So instead, you've got to go somewhere in the mid-50s. Not, and I'll repeat, not claim that you won 62% of the vote, <laughs> including your opponent's hometown, where he ended up having more campaign workers than votes. Now... <laughs> I'm not sure if we actually have any buglers in Iran, Andy, um, or certainly that can listen to it at the moment. But if we do, please get in touch and let us know how you are. I'm guessing that you're pretty f***ing angry. But if you could just confirm that emotion, that would be great. Unsurprisingly, Iran has clamped down on foreign journalists, and usually that would be the end of that. You know, we'd be in a North Korea situation, lots of wild speculation on TV, maybe a couple of satellite photos. But this time, the reinforcements of modern technology stepped to the front line. The twin soldiers of Twitter and YouTube answered their planet's calling. <laughs> People in protest used their cell phones to shoot footage and then put it on the internet. All it took was a potential Iranian revolution to find a practical use for internet video. <laughs> and I would like to hereby issue a public apology to the piano-playing cat, to the teenage boy receiving a nut shot from a wiffle ball bat... <laughs> And to the fat lady falling off a table. <laughs> All of your clumsy attempts at entertainment were in fact vital experiments in the development of this communications tool. <laughs> That's right, very much the John the Baptists to the Jesus of the Iranian video. Exactly. And that is in no way too highfalutin a reference. <laughs> The government has now attempted to block parts of the internet in Iran, resulting in YouTube traffic being down 90% there. I'm not on Twitter, Andy. In fact, I even find it hard to say the word out loud. But... <laughs> It's clear that it has done a great deal of good here. There were even reports that the State Department in the US asked that Twitter delay scheduled maintenance work so that uh, the Iranians could continue to communicate. And in fact, YouTube spokesman Scott Rubin said, I'm likening this to the Velvet Revolution in the Czech Republic, where all these barriers are placed in front of people and they keep marching. Only this time, it's happening online and it's happening on YouTube. <laughs> Steady on, Scotty! <laughs> Velvet Revolution, your website features people showing the world how many grapes they can fit in their mouth. <laughs> Let's not get carried away here. Well, that's how Vaclav Havel got famous in the first place, wasn't it? 85 grapes. <laughs> With the skin intact. That's right. Never breaking the skin. And the big ones as well, not the little seedless ones. To be fair to Armadinejad, though, he has uh, offered uh, a partial recount. Although this right. is going to be difficult to have a recount, given that the votes were never counted in the first yeah. place. I mean, yeah. It's a bit like me demanding a rematch against dead boxer Sonny Liston. <laughs> and uh, the opposition movement is demanding the election be annulled and rerun, which mm -hmm. the government are understandably reluctant to agree to, because it's a bit of a pain in the arse fixing one election in a country as big as Iran, and have yeah. to do it twice in quick succession. You can understand that they're a bit bored by the prospect. Of course, the complaints range from a shortage of ballot papers, the barring of candidates from polling stations and ungrippable voting pencils, all the way up to the wholesale creation of an entirely fictitious result. Gripe, gripe, gripe. <laughs> Even the uh, Iranian football team made a brave public stand. Yeah, that's what got me into the story, John. It was great. Got to have a sporting angle, otherwise it go. means nothing to me. Well, that's your way in. Six of the players <laughs> involved in their World Cup qualifier against South Korea wore green wristbands in solidarity with Musavi supporters. It was a truly inspiring gesture. These are men who cannot hide their identity. Not only are their faces on camera, but their names are on the back of their shirts. <laughs> the game, uh, game finished one all. But you have to ask, would Iran have won the game if the election results had been different? And the answer is yes. That is the power of football. <laughs>
<laughs> it wasn't. You say that with you know, absolute confidence, and yet you actually have nothing to base that on. No. Guess that doesn't take your confidence away. No, it doesn't. I mean, logically, that whole sentence made almost no sense. But, you know, I've still said it, and I've said it <laughs> with my balls. <laughs> Thanks for that, image. <laughs> it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't only the Mousavi supporters who made good use of modern technology. The Ahmadinejad supporting national newspaper Kayan printed a picture of a pro Ahmadinejad rally that had been hugely photoshopped <laughs> to double the number of people there. I don't know if you saw this, Andy. It was absolutely fantastic. They picked it out online just showing how photoshopped it was. There were like four images of the same group of people <laughs> spread around with the same flag. Fantastic work. Had the smack of GQ about okay. it. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so what of the hotly disputed winner of this election that he clearly lost? You'd expect him to be frantic. Andy, his country is teetering on the brink of chaos, his grip on power seems increasingly tenuous. But incredibly, he has seemed not only unsurprised by his fake victory, but then unbelievably calm and happy. If anything, happier than he was before. It's almost as if no one has actually told him that his country's on the edge of bursting into flames. <laughs> and Ahmadinejad went on uh, uh, state television and said that people had voted for his policies of justice, presumably before pausing and then adding, Wink! Oh, you got me. I rigged the whole election. But what are you going to do, eh? It's classic Mahmood. It's so me. Come on. You'd miss me if I was gone. Come on! So this is a uh, off-the-press uh, update. And when we say off-the-press, we mean it in the Iranian sense. In that <laughs> it's not going in the press. Come on! But uh, uh, Ayatollah, what would you have told her? Ayatollah, the election was fine. <clears throat> Did that cut out? Thank you for listening. More classic Bugle clips tomorrow. Now do go and listen to the latest issue of The Bugle in your pod feed right now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.